Shalom, Shalom, we're together here, Baruch Hashem, on Yom Chamishi, Thursday before Shabbos Kodesh, Pashas Vayichi, and we are going to be recording at the Vatariah, the covered Shabbos now, uh, again, a short Fridays to make it uh, feasible to do it today. We're learning, Uschos Rupo Shlema, Rafael Chaim Shayoshev, and Baba Rufkechaya, Shlema and Benesta, Rachma Katun Basleya, Atzimeya Ben Vega, it's amazing to think that we're holding already here, Parshas Vayechi. seems like it was just Simchas Terah in the beginning, Parshas Bereshus. And these special, beautiful Parshas have gone by so far, so fast. I'd like to paraphrase once again uh, something that Ronald Reagan, President Reagan, wrote in his autobiography, An American Life. He, he wrote something along the lines of, as president, when you're in the limousine or the helicopter and you're going by, waving to crowds, and you're trying to reach out and touch a life, it all goes by way too fast that you're not really able to interact fully. Allah has come of a camel. When we come to Pashis and in Yanitaya, of course we have to dwell on it and live with them, live in them a chaibahem, but yet how much more there always is, and yet we move on. But with Sameh and we do our best to acquire and keep what we what we learn. Nu Bayachi Yaqib Eretz and Saim Shvaishana. Yaqib lived in Mitzrayim seventeen years. The Pasuk continues and says Vayihi me Yaqib Shnechayov Shva Shva Shavashana years. Rashi begins off by explaining that this this Pasha Bayachi is a run-on, so to speak, in American terms, English terms, to Pasha's Vayigash. There's no separation in the Torah. The Pasuk at the end, the last Pasuk in Pasha's Vayigash, tells us, Vayeshev Yisrael, Be'eretz Mitzayim, Be'eretz Goshen, Ve'yeyachaz Uba, Ve'yirfu, Ve'yirbu Ma'od. Chai Yisrael settled in Goshen, and they lived there, and they lived there, seven, they lived there, they settled in Be'eretz Mitzayim. So, the Pasuk, the Pasha doesn't separate. So we have a Kabbalah, the Sipsei Chacham explains, from Ezra Seifa, that this Pasha is a completely separate Pasha from Vayigash. It's not the same uh, Pasha. Yet, when there's the separation of Pasha, yes, there's usually some sort of space, Nainoisius, whatever it might be, and here there's none. Ezra Seifa, was from the Eil Bavel, the leaders, the Manhigim, the greatest of Kali Yisrael, at the end of the Gullahs of the Bayes Rishon. The Gemara tells us if it wasn't for the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu came uh, beforehand in timeline, Ezra Sefer would have been the one to bring the Torah to Kali Yisrael. If you look into Sefer Ezra, Perik Zayin discusses Ezra was a Kayin, 16th descendant, 17th descendant from Aaron Kayin, Ben Elazar, Ben Pinchas. And the Pasuk calls him a Sefer Bahir, a, 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 a brilliant scholar. And you see also, if you learn through Ezra, how he's addressed by the king of Babel at the time, of Madai, and how they all know his brilliance. Also, of course, the Gemara discusses in Kedushan about Ezra, Asari Yuchsen from Babel with Ezra. He rounded up Kala Yisrael, who's Masada Kala Yisrael, in the beginning of Bayashani. And of course, finally, Ezra was uh, one of the 
members of the Yad and Sheikh instituted many Takanas for Klai Yisrael, and amongst those was the proper Messiah of how the Sefer Torah are written. So Ezra Seifer wrote for us and intoned for us how Sefer Torah are, are copied over in the proper spacing and all the um, all the Messiahs that go into Sefer Torah. Rashi offers three reasons why this is a Pasha that doesn't have a separation. Either, Rashi says, and he brings it from obviously, Barashas Rabbah, because Yaakov was Nifta, so the Klai Yisrael's eyes sort of, and hearts became overwhelmed with the Tsars of the Shibud and the beginning of the Gauls Mitzrayim, of the severity of the slavery. Or, Rashi brings a second shot from the Barashas Rabbah, Yaakov wanted to reveal the end of the time of Gaulus altogether, when Klai Yisrael will live with Yimei HaMashiach. He wanted to tell Klai Yisrael at what point in time that would take place. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu took away his insight. He was no longer able to know the, that, that that secret, and he was unable to reveal it uh, to Klai Yisrael. Just to harbor back for one second, to the end of the Pashas Vayigash, the last Pasuk there, we say Vayeshi Yisrael. So the Targum Yonison says that they built beautiful yeshivas, and beautiful houses and batimajoshim to be mechazik the yeshivas. And they settled there in a way that uh, seemed to promote that they're going to be there for a while. Which ultimately we know that they knew because the, the end of the Gosman time was already told. The Abame is uh, 400 years soon. So, Saif Saif, it, it seems very apparent from Tagamians that when Klai Yisrael settled in Mitzrayim, at that beginning time, they said there with a sort of, a sort of a permanence, knowing that it's going to be a few hundred years worth. Now for the Gishmaka part. Not that that wasn't Gishmaka, for some more Gishmaka part. Zakta Kliyaka. Why was, why is this Pasha of Vayichi a run on to Vayigash? So he repeats some of what Rashi said, Bishem the Medrash. Since Yaakov uh, was Nifta, the Shiva began. Or you could say Yaakov wanted to reveal the end of Gullus and it became hidden from him. Or that it was hidden from Yaakov and all of Klai Yisrael for those 17 years that they lived in Mitzrayim, all the Tsaris that previously they had entailed. So that's Lush and Meshus Rabbin full. Rashi doesn't mention that third one. And Zakta Kliyakar, it seems from all these three Peshat and Meshus Rabbin that it there's no way to be derish from the Pesukim themselves. The fact that Vayigash is closed in with Vayichi. And it must be, he says, It must be all through Nevoah, so on and so forth. Now, since in all the other Pashas of the Torah that are considered Stumas, closed up, there is a space in the Torah, and here there is none. The Pesukim literally continue. So Vadai, the Kliyaka says, Ezra Seifa, Ezra Seifa had Kavanah when he wrote that Pasuk. At the end of Aigash, and then he started right away the next Pasuk on a continuation, the Kavanah of Ezra Seifa must have been when he wrote it, that it was one Pasuk, as if it's one Pasuk. Therefore, Zakta Kliyaka, the three Lashainers that are found within these two psukim run together as one, and that's how it's Dirish. Let's explain. 
So, according to the first shot in the Medrash, that Yaakov Avinu was nifta, the Sheba began. The Pesukim are attached as follows. Because the beginning, the Pesuk says, Vayeshev Yaakov, at the end of Vayigash, Vayeshev Yisrael, Be'ez Goshen. It's telling us in the Lashon of Yeshiva, that they had Yeshiva, a Yeshiva Shal Shalva, and enjoyment, and Menucha, and it's telling us also that they had a portion in Eretz Mitzrayim at the time, and they increased very much. This was all through the time of Ayichi Yaakov, that Yaakov lived. Because during his life, his chus helped enable that all this take place. Why? Because as we see, when Yaakov was Nifta, that's chus ended, and all of the benefits of Mitzrayim started to end. And they no longer had a yeshiva shal shalim because of the sheba that was beginning. And certainly as the sheba began, they no longer had a portion in the land of Mitzrayim. And they were no longer able on a natural level to increase very much. Because, of course, we know Paro tried to stop their reproduction. When he said pen yeber. Therefore, we could learn out from the smicha of these two psukim at the end of Ayyash B'yumayichi. And it's Limud, that the end, when ya- Yaakov died, the Siba, the induction of a, the Egyptian slavery began. Dr. Kliyaka, that's one way of looking at it. Now, Dr. Kliyaka, you can see it the other way around as well. What's this mean? The beginning of the Shibud, when the Mitzrayim started to uh, quake a little bit under the under Klai Yisrael and make trouble, that was what Gairim the Seba of Misas Yaakov. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu shortened Yaakov's life and did not raise, did not reach the point of the years of his, his fathers before him. Because the time of the Sheba began. Therefore it says, Vayikrufu Yimei Yisrael Amos and HaChacham in Barashas Rabbi Dayush any place that it says Kriva of Yimei Amos that means to tell us that he didn't reach the age of his parent, of his fathers. And there, we could also learn a similar understanding of why these two Pesukim at the end of Aigash, the first one in Vayichi, are right next to each other. Telling us that the 17 years that Yaakov lived in Mitzrayim, that Yosef was 17, when he, and until that point, for 17 years, he lived by Yaakov. So for those 17 le- initial years of his life, now they had an initial 17 years at the uh, uh, at the end of Yaakov's life, of Shalva. Hence, there's a limit from both Pesukim to understand it the inverse way. Okay, next Pshat. One of the, the third Pshat given the B'meish Shastrava is that it was Sassim from Klai Yisrael, all the previous troubles that Yaakov had lived through. Now, how do we understand this? Even though when Yaakov first arrived in Mitzrayim and he told Parai how difficult life was, still in all, the tremendous benefits and peace and security and enjoyment <coughs> that the Bnei Yaakov Klai Yisrael had had during those 17 years in Mitzrayim, that they were able to establish themselves, build beautiful yeshivas, and increase so much, so through this uh, unfolding of 17 years, they completely forgot the tsaris, the first tsaris that uh, passed through them all at the beginning and throughout their lives until that point. Therefore, it says, 
that the Yemei Yaakov, the days of his life was 147 years, because for 130, they weren't really uh, considered as if it was real living because of all the troubles. <laughs> That's not what we call life. Now, after the 17 years, because they were so enjoyable, so it was as if it was Tashlum and made up for those 130 years, and all the years of Yaakov were counted together as good ones because the 17 years were so beneficial, it uprooted the bad memories, so to speak, of what Yaakov had been through. Why? Because he enjoyed it, and because he enjoyed life, and Yaakov and Yosef was Bamas was alive. Therefore, the Pasuk, Vayechi Yaakov, is Saimech, right next to the Pasuk of Yeshev Yisrael, Beretz Goshen. The Fliyaka at this point <coughs> just points out that probably the reason Rashi does not mention this third Pshat and is he counts it towards the, the first time, the first Pshat that he gives from the Beretz Rabbah is it's all one Pshat. Now for the third Pshat. The second Lushan that Yaakov Avinu wanted to reveal the end of Golas, the end of times to his children and the Shekhinah left Yaakov at that point and he was no longer able to reveal this. What's the Medrash coming to explain? It's telling us, Pesach says Yaakov lived in Tzrayim 17 years. So what, what do you have to tell me he lived in Tzrayim 17 years? We could have figured that out that he lived 17 years in Tzrayim because when he came to power he was 130 and he was lived at 147. So what's the specific mention of 17 years that Yaakov lived in Mitzrayim? Hence the Medrash is notified, so to speak, <coughs> and was offers an explanation. Also, furthermore, the Kliyaka points out, was, why wasn't such a thing mentioned by Abraham and Yitzchak or by the Imahis? How long they lived in specific specific instances, although we do see by Sarah, but of course, that was also open in Drush. So here too, the Medrash is explaining. So the fact that it says Vayichi Yaakov in Mitzrayim 17 years, it's coming for sure as like the Medrash to tell us that the Shechina was perished from Yaakov in order so he should not be able to reveal the Kates. Why? Because you see, when Yaakov was informed that Yosef was alive, it says Vatechi Ruach Yaakov Aviyam. Why? Because when Yaakov found out that when he thought that Yosef was killed, the Shechina left him. And as it says, Ruach Yaakov. Then we know, when he got back together, it says about the Yaakov. So I would think that the Shechina, once it came back to Yaakov, when he saw Yosef, it stayed with him until the end of his life. From the point in time when he came to Mitzrayim, Yaakov lived. But not the Ruach of Yaakov, Why? Because it left from him the Shechina Miyad. Right away the Shechina left when he came to Mitzrayim. Why? Because we know Yaakov said, Amusa Pam, Acharoisias Panacha. What's it mean, Amusa Pam? The Shechina left from him. Amusa Pam, he wanted to reveal at that point the knowledge he had had when the goals will end altogether. And therefore, Kadesh Baruch Hu repelled the, repelled the Shechina from him. Still, in all, we don't know really what drove. What was the reason HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't want Yaakov to reveal the Kates? What was the reason that HaKadosh Baruch Hu prevented it by taking away his Shechina, that, that Shechina from, from Yaakov? What was the reason? Therefore, these two Pesukim of Yeshiv Yisrael Be'eretz 
Be'erzgeishen and Be'ichiyake, Be'erz and Sraim are close, close together, flowing, without any separation, to learn something from this and tell us, Pshat, of why HaKadosh Baruch Hu prevented Yaakov to telling the Kates to his children. Talk to Kliyaka because there would have been a tremendous, tremendous deficit, a tremendous nezek by revealing the case. Why? Because the early generations that would recognize and realize that the Gula is not going to be coming in their days, there would not be Darish Pnei Hashem, Ala Gula, Baal Tamura. They'll say, oh, the Gula, Yaakov Avinus told us will be in 3,470, whatever it would be. So we may as well uh, just live our lives. It's pointless to assume that there's going to be any uh, any redemption. The Cleocus says, Vaita, that that's also a parish on the Yalkut Shemani, that when Yaakov wanted to reveal the case, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, from a Pasuk in Yeshaya, meaning to say, Yaakov Avinu, do you not have... Rachmanus on my covet, because you're going to re- reveal the Kates, the damage that will come from it. That Klai Yisrael will not call out to me and not ask me early on in all the early generations. And what are they going to want to do? They're going to want to sit and live and permanently construct and live in the goals that they are amongst the nations and to inherit the lands of the nations as if they really belong there. And they will give up of the Geula. That would be the Nezek. Therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Sosim, and he did not reveal the Kates at the Kates Achrein. Therefore, in every generation, for the Shechina to return for David Malcolm, and we should hope and plead for the end, for the Kates, for the Geula, for the Yeshuas all the time. As the Kliyakah says in his Lashon, as we see in our great sins, this Midah, it's Mitsuya, it's found between us, even at a time when we do not know when the Golos will end, still in all, in many, many places, the Amiyarits that live amongst the nations, they build beautiful houses of stone and permanent residences, and because of such a thing, such an environment, they don't look since they're so permanently inscrewed within Gauls, they cannot with their whole heart turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Therefore, to prevent this, and obviously how much greater the damage would have been had Yaakov revealed the Kates, but to prevent such a happenstance, HaKadosh Baruch Hu hid this Kates, so Klai Yisrael should not permanently and 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 build themselves up in in, in goals and and forget and not be able to turn Hashem to Hashem with a full heart. And therefore, the pasuk says, It's talking Yisrael, the way Klai Yisrael misbehaved, so to speak, because they wanted to live amongst Mitzrayim like Mitzrayim. To have a permanent residence in the land. And this damaged them. Why? Because they knew the damage was that they knew the end of the Gauls of Israel must still be in a few hundred years. 
Therefore, the early generations of Mitzrayim, like the Targumianism said, built beautiful buildings and beautiful yeshivas and permanently uh, transplanted themselves to Mitzrayim because they knew they are going to be there for a while. And they knew, with, they knew with finality that they'll not be redeemed early on during their lifetimes. <coughs> Therefore, since the Pasuk of Ayeshev Yisrael Beretz Goshen is telling us an Ashma, a, a, a negative, therefore it's saying to the Pasuk of Ayeshev to teach us that the damage that would extend through the generations because that the, the ending of times would be known, the Geula would be known, was Garyim by Yechi Yaakov. Yaakov lived in Mitzrayim 17 years, but not Ruach Yaakov. Except for Yaakov himself, Hayechai, but he lived, but not, was unable to reveal the end of the times of Mashiach. And this damage of knowing when the final Geula would come, causing all those generations to lose or not even keep any faith, and permanently bind themselves with their strange foreign lands of Gullus should be prevented. Okay, Mitzvah we should take these words to heart. I know how often we see, <laughs> I remember many years ago walking with somebody, Moshe, Moshe Yosef, and we were walking back on 17th Avenue through the low 50s and we were putting up this huge edifice, big, big, big four-story house. And he turned to me and he said, you should know, they better put a shul in there because otherwise it's not going to go anywhere when Mashiach comes. As I was a cook of a bentai, we build these big, big, beautiful houses. What's it telling the Rebbein Shalom? We have, we have 17 bedrooms and 9 bathrooms and 5 cars, 6 cars and a parking lot. And a, What are we telling the Rebbein Shalom? Hey. Okay. Have a good Shabbos. Mr. Shemish Bizarre, Bekar of Mamish, Gulashlam, Hair, Mimeno, Amen, Kalta, Kalta.